Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. This morning, I want to talk about fellowship. We were created to have and maintain and develop godly relationships. Our healthy relationships begin with this relationship with the Lord. And God desires to be friends with us. That may be a concept that maybe you haven't thought about before or thought about very often, but God wants to be friends with you. And as we go through this teaching today, I think we'll see more of that throughout the Scripture. So, Light of Life Fellowship, my first point this morning is God desires to have fellowship with us. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. It means fellowship, it means participation, it means spending time together, common interests, communion. And it, this word uh, really means a two-sided relationship or partnership because we can have fellowship with someone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have friendships with them. Um, let's go to James chapter 2, verse 23. And, and I love the book of James. James is so practical, and uh, just, if you haven't read the book of James in a while, I encourage you to go read that. But uh, verse 23 in chapter 2 says, And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. And we know that Abraham was a, a man of great faith. The Lord told him, go to a land that I will show you. So Abraham gathered his peoples, and uh, he left some of the peoples behind, I think. But he, he gathered his, his, his uh, close family unit and traveled to a land that he didn't know where he was going to. And I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about when we move, we call a, a, a moving company, and they come and they load up these big trucks or vans or whatever, or we go rent a, a big U-Haul truck. And if we have to go a long distance and we, our furniture and items go before us and we fly there, they didn't have that convenience. They didn't have big trucks. They would have to carry everything or load it on animals or place it on carts. And think about this, they had animals they, they were taking with them. Have you ever tried to herd a bunch of cats or animals? So it wasn't like just picking up and moving like we have the convenience of today. But yet, even though, Adam, I mean, even though Abraham didn't know where he was going, he still followed the Lord. He's like, okay, Lord, I don't know where we're going, but I'm going to trust you. And then we know that the Lord called him to uh, sacrifice and and so he's taking his son, Isaac, and they're going to the sacrifice. And Isaac's like, well, Dad, where, where's the animal? And Abraham is like, well, God will provide. And he was willing to sacrifice his own son because he believed that God would raise him from the dead. Because he had a promise from God that he would be the father of many nations. And yet, we know that there was a ram in the thicket, and, and so he sacrificed the lamb, or the ram instead, but that's the kind of faith that Abraham had. And, and it was counted to him as righteousness because we know that it's impossible to please God without faith. So uh, great faith in the Lord 
is developed through trusting him. Abraham had a relationship with God. And, and so the Lord wants us to have that, that level of relationship with him that we trust him. But that comes from uh, a trend or experiences with the, with the Lord, right, where we know we can trust him in the small things. So today, I'm really, I wanted to call today's message Friendship. But I, I called it fellowship instead. But what I really want to talk about is God being, wants to be friends with us. Uh, James 2.23 continues, he was even called the friend of God. Abe had a, a trusting relationship, friendship with God. And that's what, what the Lord really wants. I know that he wants us to, to receive Christ and to be forgiven of all of our sins and come into this relationship. But I think there's something deeper that God wants. I think he wants a friendship with us. And that's, that can be different than just having fellowship. You can go to a, a church or a church meeting and you can have fellowship. But you, you may not have really good friendship, deep friendship with those people. And that's what God wants from us. He, he doesn't want to just be God. He wants to be our friend. He is God, no doubt about it, but he wants to be our friend. And God had made a promise to Abraham that he was going to create a nation, a tribe of people dedicated to God through his life and through his lineage, through his offspring. God chose Abraham, someone that he had a relationship with, someone that he trusted, someone that he was friends with. So my first point is God desires to have fellowship with us. My second point is we can be friends with God. Have, have you ever seen that emoji that the head is blowing up? <laughs> sometimes I think that that's what it's like for us sometimes when we grasp these concepts that, that are beyond maybe the basic fundamental things that, that we know or we've been taught to think about God wants to be friends with us. Let's go to Luke 7, 33 and 34. And this is Jesus talking to some of the religious leaders here. And he, he's saying, For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he's possessed by a demon. Verse 34, The Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. It didn't matter what, uh, what the people that had relationships with God would exhibit. They were always going to be put down. Oh, well, well John is, is possessed by a demon, and, and Jesus is a drunkard and a glutton. And, um, you know, it, it, they, the religious leaders were missing the heart of God. I wonder if they ever thought that maybe God wanted to be friends with them. <laughs> they were so steeped in their religion. But it says that Jesus was a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. And those were people that the religious leaders didn't want to hang out with because I think they were better than those people. They didn't participate in those things. They were more holy. They were more righteous. They were more religious. And yet Jesus hung out with sinners. He, he meets us where we are. I think that's one of the greatest things about this relationship with the Lord is he meets us where we are. You have issues? He loves you anyway. You don't think you have issues? You do. He loves you anyway. That could be pride or arrogance. But I love the fact that, that God just loves us where we are, and then he takes our, 
wounded, broken, messed up lives and begins to put us back together and restore us and not just be God, but wants to be our friend. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to consider God. Just, just think about God. What do, you, what do you see in your mind's eye? What do you think about Him? He's the Creator. Okay, you can open your eyes. What, what is your perspective of Him? Do you, do you think of Him as a friend? Do you think, well, you know, I, you don't know what I've done, and you don't know what I've said, and I can't believe that God would want to be friends with somebody else or somebody down the aisle from me, but me? Yes, He wants to be friends with you. And I think we, today, I, I really want us to grab that concept and, and, and maybe be thinking about God in a different way, be thinking of Him more as a friend Romans 5.11, Paul is, says here, writes here, So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. So when we come into this relationship, when we accept Christ and yield, begin to yield to Him and He begins this transformation in our hearts and lives, it's not that He just wants to be God to give us direction and speak to us. He really wants to have this personal, intimate relationship with us. He wants to be friends. And you may think, well, that, you know, I, I, I can't really grasp that. I can't, I, I, I can't really understand that. But listen, we need to understand that today, that God wants to be friends with us. Our relationship with the Lord begins when we accept Christ into our lives. Uh, my first point, um, again, is God desires to have fellowship with us. The second point is we can be friends with God. You know, I want us to stop here for a moment and just think about that. We can be friends with God. Our fellowship, the third point is our fellowship with God can lead others to experience the same. Because someone may say, well, why do you, why do you spend time in prayer? At the beginning of the year, uh, in, in, in a few weeks, we're going to have a 21-day fast. Why would you fast? Because I want to connect with God on a greater level because we're friends. I desire to have this deeper, more personal, intimate relationship with Him. And that can be a spark maybe for somebody else to say, well, if they can have a relationship like that with God, maybe I can too. And so our fellowship, our friendship with God can lead others to experience the same thing. Last week, I talked about fruitfulness in John chapter 15, where Jesus said, He is the vine, and we are the branches, and we're fruitful when we remain in Him. And I talked about being committed followers of Christ, disciple. We say we're a disciple of Christ. That means committed follower of Christ. So let's pick up where we left off last week in John 15. Look at verses 8 through 10, and we'll read on from there. He said, uh, he, uh, Jesus said, When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. So when you produce much fruit, so when we're connected to the vine, we should be producing much fruit. And I talked about this last week where we, we're not to necessarily judge, but we can be fruit inspectors. 
And we need to start with ourselves. Is there fruitfulness? Is there spiritual fruit in my life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Do people know that I have a relationship with the Lord because of the fruitfulness in my life? Um, He goes on to write in verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. I love this. I love that it's all based on love. <laughs> that, that is the foundation for this relationship. Not only with him, but with one another. He goes on to write in, in verse 10, When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. There's a connection there in obeying the Lord. Because why? Because he's looking out for our best interest. And so he's saying that when, when we obey him, we're, we're demonstrating that we love him. We demonstrate our love for Christ when we obey his commandments. And I think some people miss that because they think the commandments are there to restrict them and bind them up. But God loves us enough to say, hey, let me, let me give you some, some tips on how to navigate through the challenges of life. John 15, 11 through 17, we'll continue here. Jesus continues, I've told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Think about people that are full of joy. You see them and they're just full of joy all the time. That's a supernatural thing, but that is a connection from the Lord that he is giving us joy, even in the midst of sorrow, even in the midst of trial and, and trials and tribulations. We can have joy. I've shared with you when I spoke at my dad's funeral, there was joy in my life. Not because he was gone, but because God had given me this joy. And knowing that I would see him again, knowing that he was in in heaven. But it even went beyond that. That, uh, as Paul talks about, the peace of God that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus in Philippians 4. So there's, there's all these elements of this relationship that we can experience through this relationship with the Lord, joy, love, peace, patience. And he says in verse 12, he says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. And so throughout his relationship and friendship with the apostles and the people that he was walking with and doing life with on a daily basis, remember Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He took the role as the the lowest servant in the house. And he says that you should do the same. But he says, love each other in the same way that I have loved you. So when we think about God loving us, do, do we love him back in that way? Do we love others in that manner? There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And we know that Jesus did that. He laid down his life not only for the apostles, disciples, but for us too. And he, he laid down his life for his friends. Not for his, his subjects. Because Jesus wants us to have that level of relationship with him. And he goes on to write in verse 14, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. And, you know, when I look at the scripture, the nature of a disciple is the role of a servant. 
whenever someone would come and commit to a rabbi, they were saying, hey, I'm wanting to follow your teachings. I want you to be my mentor. I want, to, I want you to teach me. I want to uh, obey what, you've, what you're directing me to do. I want to uh, follow you because you are the master and I am the student. And, and so a disciple really is following the master's instructions and do, does as he's, he instructs them to do. And we often think of a, a servant as being less than. But Jesus said that a servant is, he came to, to example servant leadership. And so being a servant, serving others is really the highest form of love. The world has it backwards. But Jesus was teaching the disciples. Jesus was friends with the disciples. Think about his life with them. He would eat with them, fish with them, talk with them, laugh with them, spend time with them, pray with them, example to them. He was still God, but he had that level of relationship. Imagine that you're friends with your boss. Have you ever had a, a boss that you were friends with? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but even if, if you have a friendship with your boss, he's still your boss. And you still have to submit to his or her authority. And your boss may ask you to do some things that you don't want to do or are unpleasant. But it doesn't mean that your boss isn't your friend. He has a different role. And so Jesus is still God, but it doesn't mean that he can't be friends with us. John 15, 15 continues, Now you are my friend since I've told you everything the Father told me. Jesus was telling these guys things that he wasn't necessarily telling everybody else. Why? Because he had a friendship with them. He had a relationship with them. Maybe you've been looking at a, uh, a rod and reel from Academy that you've been wanting to buy, and you finally buy that rod and reel. And you call up your friend, and you say, Hey, man, that rod and reel I've been looking at, I finally bought it. And your friend is excited. Your friend says, Hey, when can we go fishing? And you're like, I don't know. Let's go tomorrow. Right? And so you're excited about that. You share that with your friend. I don't think you would go into the post office and say, Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, everyone, uh, I have something to share with you. I bought a rod and reel at Academy yesterday, and it's awesome, man. I, and I just wanted to share that with you because, you know, I think maybe you might want to be my friend sometime, but I'm just so excited. Okay, you can go back to work now. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. And you notice the lady in front of you with the children, she's kind of moving away and, and moving her kids over here, and the guy behind you is kind of looking at the ceiling, and he's kind of walking back over here. Why? You wouldn't do that with somebody you weren't friends with because they don't care. They don't really, uh, they're, they're not excited like you are. But your friends, you can share those kinds of things with. And that's what Jesus wants to do with us. He wants us to share those little things. Lord God, I planted a tomato plant and there's actually a tomato on it. I'm so excited. <laughs> And if you've seen some of our gardening activities, you would say that that's a miracle right there. But Jesus wants to be friends with us. Friends are, are two-sided. When we look at this word, kononia, 
It's a, it's a two-sided relationship. Have you ever tried to befriend someone or, or maybe you've been friends with someone and, and then the, the friendship just kind of dissolves and you continue to develop that friend? Hey, man, I hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks. How you doing? And they're not, they don't reciprocate. And after a while, you just kind of like, well, I guess they've moved on. Do, do we do that with God? <laughs> Do we say, God, you're my friend right now because I really need something and you're coming through on all these things and then kind of drift away? Do we really have a friendship with, with the Lord? He doesn't, he doesn't walk away. John 15, 16, Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. He handpicked the disciples and he said, hey, come and and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. But I want you to go out and share the gospel. I want you to go out and teach others about this love. I want you to go out and teach others about this relationship that you have with me. But God, God, chooses, uh, God chooses us as well. Are we going out? He chose the disciples to go out and do that, do those things. But he also chooses us. And so are we going out and, and sharing that love, are we developing our, our friendship with God and demonstrating that to others? Tell, actually, maybe telling people, hey, you can be a friend of God. What? Yeah. Yeah. I talk to him on a daily basis through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. I read his word. He gives me insight. I spend time in prayer. Back in verse 8, Jesus said, your true disciples will produce a lot of fruit. So there should be a lot of fruit coming from our lives. And as we grow and mature in this relationship, there should be more fruit. Let's look at the next scripture, John 15, 16. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever, he, whatever you ask for using my name. So he's not just asking, he's just not expecting us to produce fruit, but lasting fruit, good fruit. And he says, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Because when we're connected to the vine, when we are the branches connected to the vine, we're going to be wanting to do what the Lord wants us to do. And so when we say, Lord God, I pray for this, this community. I'm praying for these people to get saved. I'm praying for my boss in his situation. I'm praying for my marriage. I'm praying for my children God is honoring those things because we're connected to him. We're praying in accordance with his purpose and plan and desire. And then he says in verse 17, this is my command, love each other. So he's been talking about this relationship. He's been talking about this relationship with him. He's been talking about obeying him and demonstrating our love for him. But, he, but he's also saying love each other. What did Jesus say? They'll know that you're my disciples by what? By the love that you have for one another. And, and that's one of the, the things I love about this family of believers. There's a lot of love in this house. Genuine love. We really love one another. We may not like one another on occasion. <laughs> Husbands and wives, look at me right now. But, but we do, we genuine, genuinely love one another. And so that's what Jesus says. 
that we're to love him and love each other. He created the galaxies. He created everything seen and unseen. And yet, this is how he sees us in Ephesians 2.10. You know this scripture, where we are God's masterpiece. God cherishes us. We are important. And not only are we important to him, but he wants to be friends with us. Verse 10 continues, he's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Even before you were born, he had a purpose and plan. He told Jeremiah that I knew, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. I had a purpose and plan for you before you were even formed in the womb. So God has a design plan for each and every one of us. Back to Romans 5.11. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. Wow. God desires to have fellowship with us. God desires to have fellowship with you. But fellowship can be different than friendship. We can be friends with God. Our fellowship and friendship with God can lead others to experience the same. We don't want to live in a lie. We want to live in the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. So this is probably going to be the last sermon in this series from Light of Life. The good F, F words from God that are life-changing for us. <laughs> I wanted to call it God's F words, but I got talked down from that. Probably a good thing. But the good thing is, is that we've been talking about some of these basic fundamental principles. We talked about faith the first week. It's impossible to please God without faith. We talked about forgiveness, how God forgives us and how we need to forgive others. We talked about favor. We have the favor of God. We talked about our future. God has a future and a plan for each and every one of us. We talked about we are fearless. We sang about it today. We're no longer slaves to fear. We are fearless when we are empowered by the Lord and walking in accordance with his purpose and plan. Last week I talked about being fruitful, and today we're talking about fellowship and friendship. These are all basic fundamental things that we need to have resident in our lives to fulfill the purpose and plan that he's called us to. And it's what the world needs to see. They need to see people that are full of faith, that, that know that they have a, a, a future, a, a godly future, and are walking in the design plan that God has created us for. And it begins with this relationship with Christ.